Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. All right. Episode 166 coming at you of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Fake radio guy voice, because we just did Quizzo driving. How you doing, Nick? Oh, I was just thinking that must be one heck of an intro. It feels like uh, I was on hold there for a while. Yeah, a little, uh, little DMB, little Dave Matthews band. Oh, boy. Care to guess what song I played? Jimmy Thing. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. It was not Jimmy Thing. It was the first song uh, I ever heard of his, actually. Uh, let's see. The first song you ever heard of his. Hmm. What would you say? The track before that. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the uh, second song I ever heard of his. I pride myself in knowing tracks and what track. You know, I feel like I'm the last generation of those who bought albums and CDs. So I love knowing, like, you know, track for album and the year. Yeah, it's I, the I best. pride myself in that information. Although, because what my roommate in college, Spags, did to me, <laughs> that particular album. Played it like a, beat it like a dead horse. anybody... Which anybody who doesn't know me or this story, it's quick. But I had a roommate in college, Boston guy, Spags. The okay? ultimate Boston guy. Like if the you had Boston if guy. you had my a stereotype House, of Fudgy. Boston guy, it's he, this he's guy. such a Boston guy, he transferred after sophomore year to go to UMass because he missed Massachusetts too much. That's how much of a Boston guy right. he is. He couldn't stand being in New York. And of course, the Patriots played my team, the Packers, our freshman year in, in the Super Bowl. That was fun. So you can imagine that that went over well. But anyway, so I uh, didn't we go to a Jets Patriots game like right after that? Like the next I think year? we went the year after. Yeah, yeah, I think we went the year after because we went to Tuna Bowl one right in New England. Yes, yes, with your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I went to I went to college with probably five hundred CDs. Spags came to college with two. <laughs> And if you've ever had to live with somebody inside of a box, anytime he got to the room before me, one of those two Dave Matthews band CDs <laughs> would be playing. So what was so, track one on the Dave Matthews band uh, under I, the, tra- under the guess, table and dreaming? My only guess could be Ants Marching. But... Nope. It's the best of what's around. 
Uh, I, did, I didn't know it was track one. One of my favorite Dave Matthews songs ever. Underrated. That's because that was probably track one. He probably put that on when he got home, and then by the time I got there, it was something <laughs> yeah. else. Right? So I, I figure we, uh, since since I did a Dave song for no particular reason, let's play the Dave uh, Matthews Spotify game, Nick. The number one Dave Matthews track of all time is? I'll stick with Ants Marching. It's number two. Number okay. two, and I'll tell you something else. Number one beats it triple, which is unbelievable to me. Triple. Yeah, the the only thing I could think of that would have that kind of power, and I, I could be way off, would be Crash. You got it. Number one, Crash into me. Care to guess the total plays on Spotify? Crash into me. Wow. Uh, I mean, he told me it was triple, so I'll say two hundred and forty million. 120 million. Oh, exactly double of what I guessed. Yeah, and smart. Also, Dave, way less popular on Spotify than I would have thought. He is much more a live guy. His fans are not into the studio as much, but uh, Ants Marching have 45 million. So, yeah, low. I, I would have gone higher. I, I thought that was a, a more popular song. I agree. All right, let's uh, get to it. Episode 166 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. First week fully back. Shows starting all over the place, which is great. If you're in Indiana, if you're in Iowa, if you're in New Jersey, you can do trivia outside, apparently. So that's that's what we were working on bringing you folks. Um, Nick, you want to? Yeah, it feels like life is back to normal, man. Went out to dinner. Uh, I'm handicapping sports again. It's a, it's a it's little bit, a like, little bit. Not quite there, back, but we're bit. we're getting back. We're getting back. So uh, you want to hit me with uh, a general knowledge question for sure. the first? You've been uh, for those devoted listeners who've been sticking with us for the last month or so. You know that Drew has been. Killing me with true or false? False questions. False. False. For an entire month. False. I'm sticking to it. I'm not changing so, my answer. False. Here. Let's do it. Is my time to give him a little sum. Doesn't matter what it is. True the answer or is false. False. Duct tape was originally called duck tape. False. That's true or false. False. That is true. Ah, <laughs> I, I went with false, and I had to stick with it, Nick. Even though I wanted to say true. Did you want to say true? Yes, that I did. felt like a true. I, I, it did. It felt like a true. See, I, what, what confused me about this whole thing is, I grew up calling it duct tape, thinking like the bird, quack right? quack, right? Yeah, and then it became known to me that it was duct tape, which makes far more sense. But then, but why would they change it from duct tape to duct tape? I mean, if it was already called duct tape, wouldn't you just stick with that? That's what it sounds like anyway. Why was it called duct tape? I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, you need to. We, I we, just know that somewhere at the turn of the century, they called it duct tape. And then later on, it was rebranded 40 years later as duct Do you remember tape. last week we had that whole conversation about uh, Bogard? And I, I got that right just out of a guess. Yeah. So since yeah. then, I have listened to a 12-hour book on the Rat Pack. Do you <laughs> know that story of how that got going? With Bogart and Bacall, did it have to do with cocaine at Bogart and Bacall's house? Not, not so much that it was. So they had like a like a crazy party, and I, I guess like he, you know, they came up with this whole Rat Pack idea at four o'clock in the morning, and and they, you know, awarded everybody to titles and everything, and then they gave an interview the next day to a reporter who reported on it like it was fact, even though it was all done in jest. But that's not the story, man. Humphrey Bogart. All right, first of all, let me ask you this question. This is my trivia question back. Okay. Within three inches, either way, how tall was Humphrey Bogart? Five, four. Oh, you missed it. <laughs> oh. He's five, five foot? foot. He's five foot eight. Oh, he's five foot eight. Five foot eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah Darn it. I, I figured he was short, and to me, five eight is not short. That's like the cutoff, like right. five seven. But don't don't doesn't his aura like I thought the dude was six foot four and a half. You know what I mean? I I've seen Bogard movies too, and it just him being five yeah, eight just I, I've really. I've always heard those stories how the actors they're a lot shorter in person than they appear, and that they have giant heads. Right. So, do you know who his longtime wife was? And first of all, do you know when he died? How young he was? No. He wasn't even sixty yet when he yeah. died. So, do you know who his longtime wife was? So it was not Lauren Bacall? It is Lauren Bacall. Yes. Oh, okay. She is yeah. the queen of the Rat Pack. 
So right. Bogart and Bacall were married. They met when she was 19 and he was like 40. So Let me do the math here. <laughs> that does not fit the what, – what, what is it? It's half your age plus seven. Plus seven. So how old was he? He 40? was yeah, he was in his forties, and she was nineteen. So twenty-seven is go time, and she was nineteen. Yeah, nah, it doesn't work. <laughs> well, so no good. They stayed together. No good, they stayed together until he died. But listen to this, dude. Literally, literally, the month after he died, guess who she started dating? Frank Sinatra. There you go. <laughs> and he Roll was Frank. He was his right best friend. Like literally, the lived Simon on the couch. Cal- the Simon Cowell of his day lived on the couch like you st- like Bogard. Th- there was art. There was a whole interview with him where he just talked about how like he needed to get Frank out of his house. Like Frank is like his little child that won't go away, and he just keeps coming over and keeps coming is, over. Is that the worst type of guy out there? I mean, is that the worst guy? Uh, I mean, the type that <laughs> yeah, would just I would, I would say right so. That takes take advantage of your, your wife. The first chance he gets, your your best buddy. No, no, the worst is the Biden kid. Whatever that kid was doing is that that's literally oh, the, the worst. Sisters, right? bro- your brother, oh, your oh. brother dies, and you start in with his wife. Oh, oh my gosh, that is. There's nothing I. Can I know in the Muslim that. culture that that's okay. Because you're supposed to, aren't you supposed to take care of your brother's wife? That's, that's from ancient home? Judaism. That was a law from from uh, ancient Judaism that if your brother's uh, if your brother dies, you're supposed to take his wife. Right, but I, I think in in modern society, that's about as bad as yeah. It we is. don't marry kids either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they used to do that. Yeah, we've moved on. We've moved on. We've we moved don't. On, we also Biden. don't sacrifice humans to appease the gods. That's another that thing hunter? we don't do. Was that hunters or, or animals? Or I don't know whichever one it was, but uh, I, so Frank was right there to. Pick up oh man, of a he was. Uh, when I heard that story and the and the history, I was like, oh, there's a lot more discussion here to give to Nick about the Rat Pack. That that, <laughs> that takes on a completely up, different living meaning. up to the name. Yeah, but he ran with that afterwards. He took that Rat Pack thing uh, afterwards, but he was part of the original Rat Pack. He he was de- uh, dubbed the. Uh, uh, like the the secretary, or she was the secretary. Everybody had a title, um, but of course, like all of the guys you know as the Rat Pack, Lawler and and Sammy Davis, and and you know uh, Dean Martin, but n- none of them were part of that group originally. Oh, okay. Yeah, Frank kind of recruited them all, um, sort of one at a time uh, in in different circumstances, and and basically brought them into Vegas for a five year span that culminated in Ocean's Eleven being made, and then. All of Vegas sort of changed after that. There was a lot of probes on the illicit people that were running Las Vegas, and and that started to get investigated. So that that movie has been on my short list of stuff I've wanted to see for years. I I don't know why I haven't gotten to it. I loved Ocean's Eleven, the remake, and I'm sure I would love the original. I just, go I've read seen it. go read this book on. I'll, I'll give you. Uh, you Is know. it on Audible? Yeah, I have it. it I Audible? have it. So yeah, yeah. it's All it's right. it's unbelievable. It. The stories are unbelievable. Like I can only read fiction, and I but I can listen to nonfiction. You know what's what's hysterical? So you know where Frank Sinatra grew up, right? Hoboken. Right. Do you know what his dad did for a living? Bricklayer. Boxer. Boxer. Right. He fought under the name because people hated Italians so much back then. They were such a uh, a hated minority that he fought under an Irish name. Frank Sinatra's father was Mickey O'Brien, even though he was, you know, like Salvador uh, Sinatra. That's fantastic. And then he opened up an Irish pub called Mickey O'Brien's. That's where Frank Sinatra used to sing uh, <laughs> and, and grew up. So <laughs> can you imagine, like, faking your to your Irish? <laughs> That's, because, you know, 50 years earlier, the Irish were the pariahs. Exactly. It's like, exactly. oh, no, 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 no. He's Irish. That's Mickey O'Brien, the fighter. Mickey O'Brien? From Sicily? The guy smells. The guy. <laughs> I, I hear the guy talk about nothing but frugazze. Provolone cheese. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, the guy is making his own mozzarella. He's not Irish. All right. What do we have? Uh, what do you got back at me there? All right. Uh, what was Cheerios originally called? 
What was Cheerios originally called? You know, I called? once knew this. I, I once remember seeing this in one of those. Did you know? Fact books of once it was what it well, was. Well, this called. is why I like this question. If you would ask me this question, I would say, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, if I had to answer quickly. But if I thought about it and had you forced me to come up with a guess, I think I would get it right. So I like questions like that, where it don't come to you right away. And even if you've never seen it before, if you're clever enough, you could probably figure it out. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's got like... Hmm. You want a clue? Che- cheery oats? You got it. You got it. Cheery oats. Yeah, cheery oats. Yeah, they're, they're made of oats. Right. So o- what's the cereal. O in Cheerios right. stand for? I, stands I, for I, Oats. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember whether it was like circle oats or the, or was it actually right. called cheery. I remember oats was the point that they turned to O's because oats. And that's all you need. That's yeah. all you need. All right. So, Nicely done. I feel good about that. Um, you got there. All right. Let's, uh, you want to move on to sports? I'm good with that. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, I have a couple of good ones for you. I uh, This is some of the stuff we've sort of talked about in the past, but not directly with these questions. But do you know who Muhammad Ali defeated for his first ever heavyweight title? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he beat Sonny Liston. He did. He beat Sonny yeah. Liston. Yeah, I felt like we may have even asked that in a different way. Uh, over the 160-something episodes there. But uh, I, I, I was curious to see if you knew that right off the bat. So that's that's pretty common knowledge, right? Not too hard, or should I put multiple Is that choice? the famous poster? Is that the famous poster? Where Is he's on top of, of the guy. Ali standing over him, it's just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and he's, got that, that and he's got that that arm like in Finch, in uh, fist clinch mode, like on top of yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's, a, that's an interesting uh, question, but... I'll have to go look that up. Should, right, I, should I do that as here. multiple choice or not? Should I give people multiple choice or not? Nah, that, that's 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 good to go. Let, right. let it roll. I had it with Foreman, Lewis, and Liston. Figured. One for the old guys. One right. for the old guys. All right. I like it. Sounds good. All right. Um, I got two. I'll start you off with this one. I'm actually going to start you off with the 20-pointer. The second one I have has two answers, but I'm only giving 10 points for it because it's kind of like you know, it's sort of if you want know the one, you should know the other. Anyway, for 10 points each, I love this question because I think you're going to get one guy, and I think the other guy is going to really surprise you. Okay. Give me the two hitters, 10 points each, that have struck out the most in Major League Baseball history. Give me the two hitters that have struck out the most in Major League Baseball. Immediately, I'm not even going to question myself. Reggie Jackson comes to mind. He is number one all time. All right. So I and knew that. Cra- What's crazy is this guy is not that far off because, I mean, Reggie posted a number at the time of his retirement that you just. You know, <laughs> I just remember thinking the guy either hits a home run or strikes out. I want to say he struck out. I don't have it in front of me. I should, you know, usually I write notes down. But anyway, he struck out 2,600 times in his career. <laughs> and I want to say number two. And, and again, I looked at this earlier in the week. I, I want to say it might be around 24, 2,500. So it's not that far off if this guy, you know, had a few more at-bats, he could have got there. But I had never associated this guy in this way. But you're absolutely right. He's another either hits a home run or he strikes out. I just don't have a good guess for number two, so I'll leave it at my my number one. But uh, was he a switch hitter? Was he a switch hitter? I think I don't think so. Oh, I think okay, he's just so a the left. Guy, so the guy that I'm thinking of is not. Uh, it's not him. Be odd for a switch hitter to strike out that much. Right? Was it Barry Bonds? No. Yeah, he's he's the opposite. He never strikes out because they never threw him anything to swing at. Uh, I just figured he's been up so many times, hit so many home runs with the way with the description you said. Uh. Wouldn't be like a Pete Rose, would it? Just because of no. how many total of that. No. Yeah. no, definitely not. No, I don't know. This guy hit 612 career home runs. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's in that kind of. Sosa? No. Good guess, though. Sosa, I think, is number three all time. 
So he, he's right there. Yeah, he's a guy so, that I, when I think of what kind of player he was, he is swing for the fences or strikeout. Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, th- he just batted left. This guy, he was he's never batted for the. Uh, oh, so Jim... you told me he was a lefty. I should have. Uh, oh, so Jim Tomey. Jim Tomey. Yeah, he, he's. I, I could have given you thirty guesses. It wouldn't have come to Jim Tomey. Yeah, you know, I just he missed so much time, right? He played forever, though. He did play like till he was like forty. Yeah, he only made the All Star team five times in his career. It's crazy. He's a great player. I, I liked him, but your that description of him is so perfect. He he was feast or famine, feast or famine. Um, all right, so this is an interesting one, uh, especially going right into the summer. What country has won the most gold medals in a single single Winter Olympics in history? So who had the best single Winter Olympics in history? Will you be shocked if I get this right? No. No? No. I mean, it's a hard question, dude. Uh, yes, it is. It's a hard question, but there's like five possible answers. Fine. Okay, there's five, but still it's hard. And I, I actually think that, uh, you know, it's Olympic a, it, trivia in, in, in itself it, it is, is not an easy question. Ends, you asked if I would be shocked. You getting anything right never shocks me. So that's that's the... Because I think I know this. Okay. And I'm shocked I know it. <laughs> but let's see if I get it right. Okay. I guess I got to get it right first. To shock myself. Now, I'm not going to go with the country that is the most prolific in Olympic history. So if the answer is Norway, I'm wrong. It is not Norway. All right. So I just got rid of the the big boys. And then, of course, obviously, we could go with Russia or the USSR and the U.S., but I'm going to eliminate them also. Ooh. Nick is on, folks. He's on to it. I'm I'm going big boy here. With our hat, Canada. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, yes. sir. Oh, Canada, Nick. That's a big get there, That is buddy. a big get. The best single Winter Olympics performance in Olympic history. Who says Canada doesn't love sports? You know, uh, we might have uh, some information on a, on a new Canadian soccer team soon. Nice. Throwing that out there. Yeah, man, that is a big boy get right there. I, I, that, that, that puts me in the top 1% right there. I, I think you ask 100 people that. I, I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think one of them gets it right. It's awesome. That's a great job. All right, what you got in uh, sports? I mean, uh, who we- thinks of Canada as being an, an Olympic power? No, but, the, but Winter Olympics, they absolutely are. They absolutely are. You think, yeah, I mean, you think curling. You think yeah, Canada. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but when you think of, like, downhill skiing when you think of bobsled they have incredible athletes man i'm telling you like the mountains in canada are underrated the mountains in british columbia and and that area is incredible uh and and even you know in ontario they have they have plenty of excellent mountains to ski on so they you know it's it's definitely a winter culture and forget about the hockey and and everything else that's that's you know religion uh Uh, i got one for you go for it do they have the hottest women in the world per capita i mean they do (laughs) it's it's uh it's impressive do you think? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I, that's a something I have no. I don't know enough about. Br- what is it like? What's the one that always wins the Miss Universe down in South America? Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I haven't spent any time in Venezuela. Nor but... do I plan to. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> Nor will I ever. Right. <laughs> that's that's not on my my list. I'd go visit Patterson first. Uh, Oof. Right. Patterson just getting blown up. I love you, Patterson. <laughs> I'm saying, it's... isn't there? A, is wait, is William Patterson in Patterson? No. Okay, because I've been to that call. I, I spent a night at that college one time visiting. That's in Wayne, I think. Okay, right, right near the fountain. Patterson of Wayne. is different than William. I don't. I don't know that I've ever been to Patterson. I was just making up a. You know, how would I even? I was, I, I even was just trying to throw a ran. I wasn't trying to throw Patterson <laughs> under the bus. I was just okay. naming a random city a few hours away from me before right, I'm okay. going to Venezuela. All right, all right, my turn. Okay. Uh, name the last teams. Now this is obviously before the BCS. Name the last teams to share a national championship. College football before the BCS, name the last teams to share a national championship. Because there was a little mix up when the BCS, where I, 
I think one time like USC was highest in the AP poll, but LSU won the BCS. I don't consider that. I consider LSU the champion because once they decided to do the this BCS, happened, that's this happened a long time ago in the nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, happened in the nineties. Was it Nebraska? It actually happened twice. Yeah, yeah. Who did you say, Nebraska? Yeah, Nebraska shared a yeah, title the, once. The, uh, it was with, Nebraska. With, uh, was it Nebraska Miami? No, uh, Nebraska Ohio State or Nebraska Michigan maybe. Nebraska, Michigan. Yeah, there you go. Nebraska, Michigan. I knew it was that was that was the I I, I was honing in. I knew it was Nebraska. Uh, I was actually a Nebraska fan. I don't know if you knew that growing up as far as football I goes. I did not. I'll yeah. give you a little chance. I'll give you a little chance to show off since you didn't get that right, but can you tell me who won the Heisman Trophy that year? The year uh, Tommy Frazier? No, 1997. Nebraska, right. Michigan. Okay. Who won the Heisman Trophy? Oh, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. And even better, who came in second? <laughs> this is one of my all-time joys. Because you know a defensive player never comes in second? Never. Uh, Peyton Manning. Yes, Peyton Manning. <laughs> Runner-up. <laughs> 1997. Yeah. One I, of my all-time joys. <laughs> Peyton no just standing there like, like just can't. Fuck, can't, can't even believe, believe it. it. Just stunned. Can't even like, believe it. Like Ben Affleck at the Oscars when he uh, didn't win Best Director. It's so Dang, true. Like, just, <laughs> look on it's his very face satisfying. It's so priceless. That is very, very satisfying. That's Charles, true. what, a quarterback? A Are you cornerback. Kidding? Yeah, with the, cr- with the sickest return it, ability I've ever seen. a corner to win a... I, I don't even think in the 40s there was a corner that, that won the Heisman Trophy. He was that good, man. He was that good. That's how good he was. He was that good. All right. Uh, you want to move on to geography history? Let's do it. Okay. So this is a really, really fascinating one, and this came by way of uh, my study of history with uh, with Canada and the team and everything else. And, again, I, we'll talk about it a little bit more next week. I'm not, not ready to kind of get all into that yet because there's a lot of stuff to still work out. But um, with a chain of retail stores still in existence today, Nick, you could go to various malls if they're open anywhere. What company sold Canada nearly a sixth of its entire land in the 1800s? Okay. So there's a company that's still around today. That It is a chain of retail stores still in existence today. At one point, it owned one-sixth of the entire Canadian country, and it sold it back to them in the 1800s. Wow. Isn't that the people talk about Manhattan being sold for whatever it was, $34? <laughs> like, this was the worst sale ever. <laughs> ever, ever. Oh, this, so you're saying this is actually the good. I, I'm thinking it must have been all the way up at the Arctic Circle, like, you no, know, that, that land. No. It, it sold them basically like Ontario. Yeah. It sold them Ontario. They sold them Ontario. Yeah. It is the the worst sale trade of all time. Yes. In the late 1800s. No, I wouldn't say late. In the mid-1800s. So it was pre-Civil War, post-1812. I mean, it's it's hard for me to even think of a retail chain of stores. But I'm just going to... I have one thing, because... I know they were based in Chicago. Chicago's close to Canada. I think they go back, but I can't make the correlation of why would they own so much Canadian land? Like, I, like were they involved in cattle at some point? And I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just can't. I don't have any better guess than Sears. Nope, it's not Sears. The answer is the Hudson Bay Trading Company. Okay. So the Hudson- I am not really familiar with the Hudson Bay Trading Company. I mean, I've, I have heard of it. It's not like I haven't heard of it. I just didn't know I think they have 400 it. stores still in existence. But at one point, they basically owned all of the rich territory in the Midwest uh, that was not the United States. And they sold it back to Canada after the War of 1812. Worst, worst deal ever. So what, is, what, what would I go to the Hudson Bay Trading Company for? It's like a Pier 1 Imports. It's got like, you know, knickknacks. Yeah, I mean, that's furniture, (laughs) but it's like knickknacks. It's like, you know, decor and and knickknacks. Yes, 
Thank you. It's crap. Right. Crap. Well, I, I call like it decor. Your house. I use the French like, word for crap. Like, like, decor. How long? How long do I have to get this crap out of my house? Right. Yep. I prefer I the French. I prefer the French <laughs> name. Definitely not my wheelhouse. For crap. Uh, Hudson De- Bay Trading Company. Decor. All right, good. That that this is insane. They owned all that land that I never even heard. No, never put it together. All right, I got a twenty pointer for you here. Ten points each. You could do it. You could do it once. I don't know if you could do it twice. I, I think you're gonna get one of these. For ten points each, name the first two cities in the world to reach a population greater than one million. Ten points each. Name the two cities in the world. First, to have populations over one million. Rome. Number one, baby. The first city in the world. All roads lead to Rome. To Rome. I, I don't know what to call this city, and I don't even know if it's the right answer, but it's been called 60 things. So I'm going to say Istanbul. Definitely not a bad guess, but it is not correct. Uh, it comes, Damascus? <laughs> no. Just kidding. No, no. but we got to keep that one going, right? Isn't there a prophecy that, like, when Damascus is falls? Done, yeah, it's it's the <laughs> end of times, pretty much. The end of times, yeah. So we got to keep. And I know Syria is in really good shape right now. Well, it was pretty close. Hurt. It was pretty close to falling. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Was London the second one? Oh, it's a good guess. Paris. Another top ten, but not. It, it, this is really tough because. You don't think of it now, but if you think about ancient times. Athens? They didn't get anywhere close to a million. No. Ancient China? Beijing? That might that's another one that's top top of the you know, top five. You you are hitting all the points, but not this one. Um let's see. Like when you think of like the oldest ancient empire. Babylon. Mm. Egypt. I, yes. I, I, when I said oldest, I meant the longest. Yeah. Like the, the, the ancient empire that lasted the longest. It okay. is in Egypt. So Alexandria? You got it. I figure because that's Mediterranean, way easier to get people there. Well, it took it's me not, long enough. It's one of those good bonuses because people should know Rome, but that, that second that's, one is. A, for sure. I mean, Rome was, if you don't. You haven't studied much history if you're not getting that one. All right, uh, Nick, what name is given to the date that former slaves learned of their emancipation? Popular in the news as of recently. So what nickname is given to the date former slaves learned of their emancipation? It's been leading up, I, I know, because was it, was it uh, Trump supposed to give a rally in Tulsa on this day and then they canceled it? Or yeah, he's, something? A, he's a, Jesus, I mean... Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> is well, it called Juneteenth? It is. It is called Juneteenth. Yes. yes. It had. Well, I, what happened was there was thing. also a very dark day associated in Tulsa where yes. uh, white supremacists torched uh, an entire black community that was called the Black Wall Street where individual businesses thrived. And, okay. Um, okay. Basically, they had uh, a stock market that was specifically for African-American businesses, and they had this burgeoning uh, business district in Tulsa. And like Holocaust style, white supremacists came and torched it to the ground. Just torched every business, torched every person, burned all the documents, burned all the stock certificates. And it was it's it's something that's not reported on the way it's crazy that there isn't a move. I was going to say, like, I I just learned of this this week. Uh, I was reading an article about it. And uh, now, how has there not been a movie made about this? I, I assume one is coming. It just or a documentary. Like, like, it seems like something that just it has got to be made. That yeah, movie needs to be made. It's it's crazy. The history of this country and the history of the world is just dark. I, I keep saying it's not about good people versus bad people. Our history collectively as a, as a world is bad people against worse people. <laughs> That's what it is. Everyone was bad. It's just a matter of them going against people even worse. <laughs> so uh, take it with a grain of salt. All right. Uh, you got anything left in geography history before we move on to... And what uh, will the millennials think of us by the time they're done? Uh, I'm sure we're, we're the even worse people versus the even, even worse people. I don't uh, know. All right. Uh, let's go with this one here for us. What world leader 
had the Mona Lisa hanging in his bedroom. Wow. I know. <laughs> this is probably the only thing I like about the guy. <laughs> Napoleon. <laughs> it is Napoleon. That's my favorite. This, I love this. This is hilarious. That's the greatest. If right? you're going to be a tiny little man with a god complex and you're going to wage war on the entire world, at least have the sense to, like, this is what I want. I want the most famous painting hanging above my head. So for the nights that I get to enjoy it, I can look up and be like, yeah, that's right. I want to know right. more about Napoleon. I have a little, like, uh, interest in him. He seems like a fascinating fellow. Like, he certainly wasn't born into, you know, the top, right? He, he it's, sort it's, of earned I, his I think my entire there. perception of Napoleon comes from Bill and Ted's Excellent <laughs> Adventure. <laughs> like, that's who I picture as Napoleon. <laughs> When I think about what kind of human being he is, I think about him going on the water slide, pushing little kids out of the way, and just being like, me, I ride, I ride, every time. <laughs> like, that's what he wants. So, I don't know. Thank you, Billy. That's a really – I have to make my daughter watch that because there, there's some historical significance you could bring to that. I think there's a remake stories. coming out. Oh, they, they can't do that. Don't do that. Oh, no. it's Dude, it's coming out. They're, they're like, putting it to the front because – all these movies that they didn't release, all these blockbusters because the movie theaters are closed, Yep. didn't release. So they're moving up the release of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well, that's what the world needs to heal. Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, you want to move on to entertainment? Good with me. Okay. Uh, let's see. I had a couple of interesting ones uh, for you here. Oh, this this is definitely one. This is going to come into the <clears throat> uh, into the quiz in the form of a top ten list, but it's an updated question that we once asked as a top nine because there wasn't ten, but now there's ten, so those are my favorite. Uh, do you know the tenth installment of the Real Housewives show is from what city? Oh man, I thought they were just down the Beverly Hills at this point. They're, they got still doing all them. these. They got ten of them. Ten of them. Does Ryan Seacrest profit from those? I have no idea. I know Andy Cohn does. Yeah, Andy Cohn I like. Me too. <laughs> I'm happy for Andy. Yes. How he does it. I don't know. This guy's a I very busy what, guy. I love what Stern, Stern made a comment to him about like how Andy has his whack pack, or maybe Andy said it to Stern, but that's pretty pretty funny. It was funny, yeah. Personal whack pack. Yeah, by far the Beverly Hills are, are, the, are the only ones I'm interested in. Um, they're phenomenal. This this city seems so out of place compared to the rest of the list. It's just absurd. I want to say there's New York, New Jersey, Atlanta, right? Yep, you got those. Is there the OC? Do they still do that one? Yep, Orange County was the first one, actually. Yes, right. Oh, that's, that's good trivia there. Yep. OC was uh, first, New York, Atlanta, there Jersey. There is Miami. Houston? Nope. Ah. There is Dallas. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I would think Chicago. Nope. There's two in an area that's very unlikely, and then the 10th is just like, you're getting time to, it's like, like the Seattle? NHL, time to retract. Now, like, think of, all right, <laughs> so you think of crazy housewives and sort of like flamboyant personalities. Think of the city that is the least flamboyant city on earth like the people are the least flamboyant people the city is the least flamboyant oh, city oh i got you the real housewives of salt lake city <laughs> yeah, that is exactly correct thank god that i could just say that to you least flamboyant city in the world salt lake city utah <laughs> no question 100 percent. yeah so real housewives of salt lake city like what's that like are there six wives to every I one husband watching. i could tell you that much I will yeah, th not be watching. There's also DC and Potomac, separate shows. Oh, okay. I mean, DC makes sense. I don't Potomac. What's the difference between DC and Potomac? Uh, what's the difference between New Jersey and New York, or Orange County and Beverly Hills? Extra people, you know. Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. Uh, what you got? Good one. All right. I uh, we've never discussed this, but I have a feeling that Denzel Washington is probably close to the top of your list of actors. Yeah, there's some some of my favorite movies are his, and some of them are right? not yeah, particularly that... well known. Like Ricochet is one of my all time favorite movies. And, yeah, I, th uh, I thought you were a big fan of his. Huge fan. All right, so then I think you should know this. Yeah. What movie earned Denzel Washington his first Academy Award? Training Day. 
Aha. You got me? I got you. That's what everybody thinks right away because it was such a big deal when he won his Best Actor Oscar for Training Day. Oh, but he got in a supporting role? Yeah, That's why you tried to mess me with questions because I was about to ask you for clarification. Do you mean Best Actor or do you mean something else? First Oscar. Mm. So supporting actor role. I don't know. Don't have a good guess. Glory. Oh, damn it. I did remember that with Matthew Broderick. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great movie, dude. That is a great movie. Do you know the premise of Glory? Did you ever see Glory? No, I did not. Is is it uh, Civil War? Yes, it's about uh, an African-American regiment in the Civil War. That Matthew Broderick yeah. commanded, so uh, you know it's uh, yeah. Got you in your got you in your wheelhouse there. You did you did? And and I'll tell you what, man, he deserved it. But yeah, he played a he played a soldier in that, and it was an exceptionally moving. Everybody, it's a hard watch, man. That is a hard watch. If you want to talk about a hard watch, that's a hard watch. Um, yeah, much like Ocean's Eleven, the original is on my short list. Glory uh, is not. It, it's unfortunately. it's it's like I'm the sure kind of great, thing you gotta watch with go your kids when they get movies. to a certain age. Like it's a it's a historically relevant movie because if you want a real feel of why the Civil War was half, yeah, as awful as you can imagine, that's the movie to watch. It, it will really, yeah, that'll take you. Um, all right, happier stuff, Nick. Uh, what two Sesame Street characters? Are named from "It's a Wonderful Life." Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Do you know what their positions were in "It's a Wonderful Life"? Uh. Okay. Let, let, uh. What their jobs were? What did Bert and Ernie do? Yeah. 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 So the cab driver. Yep. What did Ernie? Do? What, did, what did Ernie do? What did Ernie do? I, I watch this movie once every three years. That's good. Yep. Another one I'm going to watch with my daughter too, for sure. It's too long to watch. I would watch it every year, but it's a little too long. So, I, you know, I usually watch it every other year, you know, once every three yeah, years. you got to make, like, movies So I should know minutes. who Ernie is. Is he the bar te- the bar owner? Nah, he's the cab driver. That's what I said. Oh, cab I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's the cop. He's the oh, cop. he's the cop. Yeah, Bert's the cab driver. He's yep. the cop. Yep. Shoot. I should have known that. That's all right. Well, listen, you, you nailed the question. I didn't give it enough. I didn't give it enough thought. Honestly, Drew, I didn't I, give enough thought. Yeah, but you nailed the question. I asked, I give that information in the question, so. Yeah, I, I, I would have had it if I had more time. I rushed it. No worries. All right, my last one for you here. Let's do it. Prince, I know you're a big fan. My, if, if all right, so obviously Fish is my favorite band ever, but as far as a single individual human in the music world. Nobody's he, better than Prince. He's number one for me. Agreed, agreed. Again, I got bands in front of Prince, but no single artist. Yes. All right. What Prince song spent the most weeks at number one on the Billboard charts? I'm going to say 1999. That is not correct. Oh, really? I would have felt like that had a shot twice. Damn. Mm. Yeah, that was big in 1999. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's got like five quintessential hits. It could yeah, be any one of those. I would almost, you know? see the, I would almost say there's three of them right. that it could have been any. Right. It could have been Kiss. It could have been Little Red Corvette. It could have been, um, you know, Dove's Cry. Uh, that's it. When Dove's Cry. That's my favorite. That was the first Prince song that's I ever what, heard. That's why I thought maybe you would know this. I knew it was your favorite of his. So. No, nah, I had no idea. I just figured 99 because it, it, it had such universal appeal. You know, going into that year, like I, I remember hearing that in in the eighties, thinking that's never gonna come. <laughs> that's a million years away. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, hit me with your last one. My last question, and then we'll end on uh, some Prince because how can I not play Prince going out? Um, <laughs> what do I want to ask you here? All right, so this guy, this is, uh, I know you know this answer, right? So I'm going to ask you a question. I know you know the answer. But I just love the story of this guy, how he was one of the most respected actors among other actors, but he is only known for one role or maybe two roles. Um, And if you mentioned either of them to this man, it drove him out of his mind, out of his mind. 
So famous for a different role, what actor played the judge in My Cousin Vinny? Well, all right. I could have, when you preface this question, I almost said this man's name. <laughs> because he is the quintessential guy who got typecast in, in one of the best roles of television of all time. All time. And then you didn't see him again until the 90s when he just delivered the, you know, one of the all-time great sort of cameo role appearance, you know, minor role appearances. Uh, but, you know, there's points in that film but nobody makes me laugh harder than Fred Gwynn. He's the, he's the greatest. He's absolutely Fred Gwynn. And you know what? All he did was uh, uh, theater in London for 30 years in between. Right? He so, is so good in My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I, I remember that back in the 80s, my grandfather telling me about Fred Gwynn and what a great actor he was and how he could never get he's, out. He's out like role. doing King Lear. It, like yeah. he just took, he just left uh, TV and and film because yeah, of Cormoran Munster. He was the yeah. he was Frankenstein. You know, right. <laughs> but he isn't like the most gifted actor of all time. And it's so every, hey, aren't you aren't you Herman Munster? If one more person says that to me. Like That's just, a great one. You just That's know that guy did not enjoy it. All right, folks. Episode 166 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast is in the books. For Nick, I'm Drew. We'll see you next week. This has hey, been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information.